Casey Johnson reports that the Bulls could be taking a hard stance with Patrick Williams when it comes to contract negotiations on that extension. We're going to talk about that, plus dive into the mailbag on probably a shorter episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Let's get into it. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H A I Z E on every social media platform that I want you to find me on. You can also follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. But let's go ahead and get into it. So Casey Johnson on a uh, recent episode of the Bulls Talk podcast said and alluded to the Bulls could be taking a more hardline stance when it comes to Patrick Williams and his contract negotiations and actually may do a similar thing with what they're doing with Kobe White this offseason, right? Let him play out the final year of his rookie contract and then, if, of course, extend the qualifying offer and maybe going out and letting the market dictate the value of Patrick Williams. And I honestly think that that may be more of a that may be a better strategy when it comes to Patrick Williams than maybe what has been used at before. We've seen similar things done, even though that was with the former front office with Zach Levine. We're seeing it done with Kobe White now. We'll see how that ends up in the Bulls' favor or not. The Zach Levine contract that he signed that contract um, uh, with the actual San Antonio, no, I'm sorry, the Sacramento Kings, and we matched that offer sheet, was actually having Zach Levine on a pretty good deal. Now, we eventually, of course, had to extend him and give him a, a, a max-level contract after that the next time up, but he did give a value contract for Zach Levine for those first couple of years. Could be the same thing with Kobe White. Uh, Co- Casey Johnson's exact quote was this, Patrick Williams still has a lot of believers within the Bulls organization, but that doesn't guarantee he'll get a rookie-scale extension this summer. Um, Johnson uh, notes that the, the, the management typically takes a hard line in extension talks and suggested the team might handle Williams the same way it did Kobe, letting him play out his contract and negotiating with him next summer as a restricted free agent. So I know there was you know a lot going around last uh, week about Patrick Williams and a potential hundred million dollar extension. Even though we all kind we all realize that Patrick Williams is not worth that right now. He's not shown enough, and he needs to go out there and prove it. And to because with restricted free agency, you have yourself a little bit of buffer in there, right? You have yourself a buffer in the sense that. You, you still have, the, all you have to do is extend the qualifying offer. You can match any deal he gets, right? So even though it's it's not a risk as far as like a team, you, you just lose them outright if a team wants to sign them, it's a calculated risk of basically saying, hey, rather than us negotiate and get into a back and forth with this player, we're going to go out and let the market dictate his value, and then we'll, we'll match that offer, right? But it, it allows the player and his agent to also <laughs> realize and go out and get and sign the deal that they want, right? So... Um, and I think when you look at Patrick Williams specifically, just how he is up and down, right, so far, he's not finding a consistent level of aggression, a consistent level of focus. While defensively, he's still that, right? We've seen a lot of, of things defensively from Patrick Williams. Even, you know, the stat came out that he was the least amount, the, the player who was scored on the least amount last season, which isn't really like meaning that he was the best defensive player, which I've seen some of you guys take that stance on. It doesn't mean that. It just means he wasn't scored on at a high rate. And so, Ultimately, Patrick Williams has shown flashes, and I do think that even if Patrick Williams turns out to be a 3 and D player, yes, you drafted it high at number four, but that's still a player that can fit in on most NBA rosters. We just got to see Patrick Williams be more consistent in that role, and so if he grows into that, we'll see, right? We'll, we'll be able to continue monitoring, but I do think that this is probably the best bet when it comes to a player like Patrick Williams. It's hard to put a number 
on a player like Patrick Williams' value. It just is, right? He's still 21 years old, which you would think would net in a lot of value in that point, so still a lot of room for upside. We've seen players develop much later into their career past 21, so even for the Bulls believers uh, right in, in the front office, is still hugely believe in Patrick Williams and his, his um, development there. There's still enough room for that, right? But there's still enough for the naysayers as, as well to look at his production and lack of growth in certain areas of the court and say, hey, you know, uh, well, you're not quite worth that $100 million you could get. We'll give you an extension. We want to see you here. We still want to see you develop. And, and what they do with this Patrick Williams deal is going to be important. Does he sign a shorter-term deal so he can get back into free agency more often? I mean, well, not more often, but sooner. Because with the new CBA, is open those five-year extension talks but we could absolutely see Patrick Williams maybe sign a two-plus-one or a three-year extension because he believes on his development and he's going to want to get back to free agency as soon as possible and maybe try to recoup some of that money. Now, Patrick Williams hasn't seemed like his just his, 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 his mentality does not seem like that type of player where he's going to be worried about you know getting the most money back. But again, there's agents involved, families involved. You just never know when those type of things start happening. But ultimately, I do think that that is the right path. I, I think that if the Bulls were to give Patrick Williams an extension this offseason, um, which they can do, it would have to it, – it, A, would hurt the Bulls in, in free agency next year, which I think you can wait and, and sign him then. I think when you look at some other contracts that come off the books for the Chicago Bulls, it could be their, you know, their chance to kind of get a little bit of flexibility um, in free agency, maybe do something next year. But ultimately, I just think it would be signing him to extension too soon. Yes, we've seen enough, and I do believe this front office, A.K. Eversley, they still hugely believe in Patrick Williams and what he can be long term. But I do think that ultimately, you still, even if you believe in that, even if you feel almost a hundred percent confident Patrick Williams is going to hit this growth that we need to see from him, you don't want to pay him too early on that and give it to him as if he's already hit it. So another year of seeing what Patrick Williams can do, right? Another year of seeing what, what he's learned and grown in this offseason. Does he come back out a little bit more ready? It's really just all, in my opinion, mentality when it comes to Patrick Williams. It's some being used correctly as well, right? There's some of that because I don't want to act like there's not. There's absolutely some of that with just the lack of developmental uh, 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 shots he gets with Billy Donovan, how Billy Donovan's basically all but phase Patrick Williams out the offense and just basically uses him as a corner three-point threat. But ultimately, Patrick Williams has to earn it, right? And even in the voicemail we had last week, no matter what Patrick Williams gets, doesn't get, role he gets, doesn't get, we want to see him earn that role, meaning he comes in and his level of play is what dictates what he's able, if he's the starter or whatever else next season. So, you know, let's hope. Let's see what that means. Down below, let me know what you guys think. Do you think that Patrick Williams gets an extension done this season, this offseason? Or you think they kick the can and wait to restrict free agency next season? Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. All right, so we've been going through, we took a couple of days off on the weekend, going through potential targets for the Chicago Bulls at that number 23 spot, which is the most likely scenario which they're going to get in if they get into the first round. We'll start eventually, probably sometime uh, next week. We're about 10 days away from the draft, so maybe at the start of next week. Uh, the draft is next Thursday, I believe. Um We'll start looking at some of those uh, other, you know, spots that the Bulls can go after uh, as far as like undrafted rookies, things like that. Rookies that may be slated to be at the bottom end of the second round, stuff like that. But the one that we want to talk about today is Chris Murray. And the reason why I have Chris Murray on my list is because he doesn't have the upside of some of the other uh, other other picks. Right. He's twenty two point eight years old. He's going to be twenty three years old before the start of the season. Now, some may ask, why would you go after a twenty three year old rookie? And here's why. 
Chris Murray, because he is older, would be able to come in and be the backup power forward slash small forward right away. Now, yes, we do have Derrick Jones Jr., who has played mainly backup center, but we need some size, and we need some, some, some of that on this team. When you look at Chris Murray, 6'8", 220 pounds, small forward slash power forward, and this guy, damn right, balls. 6'11", wingspan, which we know uh, what, how AK feels about those players with those long wingspans compared to their height. Uh, that's right along with what AK likes to draft. Uh, some comps for Chris Murray are Dorian Finney-Smith, which I kind of see, especially what he can be defensively. Um, he has mobility. He's long, right? Uh, he, he, he still has some room to fill out that frame, so you can definitely see him being able to stand up to play power forward long term. He's agile. He moves very well laterally, right? He's a smart player, and that's one of the biggest things that I love him so much. He's a smart player. He never forces a bad shot, unless it's late in the shot clock. There's some of that, but again, that's just is. Has great court awareness for where he, where he grows in the game. He has good hands, able to finish around the rim. He's strong enough to finish through contact. He had his breakout season as a junior, right? So, and, and, and if you look at a team that maybe wants to get out in transition, specifically off the bench, solid there. He's a career 35% three-point uh, field goal uh, shooting per, uh, percentage. So pretty solid there. Again, some things that, you know, you, you don't want to, you don't maybe want to see him just be a volume three-point shooter, but that corner three that's there, he doesn't hesitate to take it at all. He has the he has the potential to be a three-level scorer in, in, in the NBA, and he can even play if he feels that. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. That frames some small ball five, which we know with, with Billy Donovan, we may see a lot there. Uh, has a nice floater, which, you know, is something that you want to see able to uh, break down in the mid-range. Has a nice one-two dribble pull-up that he does as well, and a nice step-back shot on top of all of that. So he can, he can, he can take players off the dribble, other bigs he can take off the dribble. Um, so there's, there's really a lot of that. He can step out in the perimeter. He can guard out in the perimeter as well. So, listen, while he has those physicalities, some of the negatives about him is that he's He's more of a, oh, I don't want to say, like, he, he's a heart and hustle player, right? He does have smart basketball IQ as far as when to move the ball. You don't ever really want him initiating or running any offense at all. But th there's that. He, he does have some struggles against tougher and bigger power forwards. But, again, if he can fill out that frame, he's not a great shooter. He's a shooter. He's a capable shooter, but not a great shooter. Um, hasn't been hugely consistent from three-point range. Again, that 35% three-point uh, field goal shooting percentage, like I said, isn't terrible. But isn't great either. He got up to 38% as a sophomore as well. So look at that, right? He had a couple of games where he went 0 for 5 from three-point range as well. So you want to look at that. And so that's really the, the, the downsides with him. I like this guy a lot. Again, especially if you're drafting towards the back end of the draft at number 23. I think you can do a lot worse with that. Again, you can go high upside, which the Bulls may do considering this is a draft pick that, you know, they may want to go out and a player that has the highest ceiling. But Chris Murray, to me, is a player that can come in that's going to be able to be solid on offense and defense right away 
isn't going to necessarily be a, 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 a player that you look at to get huge amounts of offense from, but he is a player that is capable offensively. And just by the nature of how this team operates, right, how that, that corner three becomes open for almost anybody who plays the four fours, I like Chris Murray's ability to knock down that shot consistently if he gets it. Add some much-needed size that we need to this team. Um, has that defensive versatility to guard probably three through f- some fives in this league, uh, especially if he balks up as well. I like Chris Murray. Again, not the biggest upside pick. May not even be the best player that you can pick in that like long term, but because of the Bulls and where they are with their salary cap situation, Chris Murray is somebody who can come in and perform and give them minutes right away if Billy Donovan allows them. That, right? That's one of the biggest things, too. But you look at Patrick Williams, Iota Sumu were both given minutes right away because of how they were able to perform. Uh, and, of course, Patrick Williams came into a team that really didn't have much hopes his rookie year. But I do think that Chris Murray is a player that can play well enough and execute well enough at a position of need that he could crack Billy Donovan's rotation. And I think because of that age as well, if they were to draft a player like Chris Murray, they're not looking at the G League for him. They're looking at trying to bring him in and to see what he can give. And I would say this, he's more ready and capable than what Marco Simonovic is right now as well. So um, a player like that, you guys can let me know. We're going to keep covering you know some of these other back into the first uh first round draft selections for the Chicago Bulls so they could possibly go after leading up between now and the draft so let me guys know continue let me know you guys have sounded off a lot lately let me know anybody else you want me to look at in these uh in these prospects but all right let's get into the last thing for today this is a voicemail we got from Oscar hey hey it's Oscar New Jersey my question is I just finished hearing the episode of Jonte Murray that would have automatically improved our team but the notion that franchise or this front office shouldn't get rid of guys like uh, Patrick Williams or Kobe White. You say that we undervalue Zach, but I really think we overvalue the rest of the talent on this team. Our roster as constructed is probably one of the worst five rosters in the whole NBA. Just terrible. There's no future assets. There's none of the young guys that's developing. And you can say, hey, this guy's going to be, you know, he's shown something. And it's going to be good. It's just a bunch of what is and, 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 and you know, uh, projections. And you're hoping that this guy can get to the next level. Like, it, it's top, bottom five. We move Zach and, 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 and DeMar, and, and our team is just terrible. It's just bad. And then still that Vooch trade, another terrible trade. It, it, man, I, I feel like we're just stuck in limbo, man. Like, I, as a fan, I love the, the team, but, man, I... My hopes are like, all my hopes are in the fucking gutter, man. It's depressing, actually, to feel like your team has no direction, no way to get better, and just keep running it back, and it's the same thing every year. It just really sucks, man. Thank you. Hope to hear from you. All right. Oscar likes the DeJounte Murray, but here's here's the point, right? Uh, What you say about we should be open to trading Patrick Williams and Kobe White. You absolutely should. But in the right day, you don't trade a Patrick Williams or a Kobe White or Kobe White. I would say if you can get DeJounte Murray for Kobe White, and I think I said that in that video, in a sign-and-trade formula uh, with other pieces, you do that. Because DeJounte Murray, to me, he's more ready to be a point guard. He's a starting-level point guard. He's better defensively than Kobe White as well. I think he's younger also, if I'm not mistaken, on that one. But Patrick Williams, you don't include that for a player that is going into unrestricted, not restricted, unrestricted free agency the year after that's not what you do and as far as the discontent with the Bulls roster here's what I'll say 
I don't think we have a bottom five roster at all. I think that we have a roster that's not utilized correctly and some players that have absolutely underperformed their skill level, but it's still there to the point, right? We saw Laurie traded away, thrived, right? That for, This front office is not going to allow the, a, a much more opportunities for players that, they, that, they're young, that are young and still show some promise to go elsewhere and thrive when we need an influx of talent here. I get the, the lack of uh, contentness right, with, with, with the Chicago Bulls um, roster, but no, we're not bottom five. And this is where it gets to, to what you said. You're, you're undervaluing this roster because of your discontent with the roster, right? We have five out of our next six draft picks. So to say that we have no future assets, no. Really, the biggest thing limiting this Chicago Bulls team is Lonzo Ball's contract. Some could say DeMar's contract as well, that's coming off the books, but it's really Lonzo Ball's contract. If the Bulls, for example, did not have a player that they're paying $20 million to not get anything from, we would be in a completely different situation. And so, yes, I understand, but we have future assets. We are not in this place where Bulls fans, some Bulls fans try to paint us where we have nothing to do. The fact of the matter is, you don't want to give up your first round picks because we gave up too many, as you pointed out, in the Nikola Vucevic deal. So, no, you don't want to send out, even though you could send out future first-round picks, they are more protective of that because they made the mistake of the Nikola Vucevic deal. And I don't think bringing Vooch here was a negative. It's how many picks you gave up to, to get Vooch. Vooch is still a top five to ten center in the NBA, period. So, it's just we gave up too many future assets for Vooch. Too many. I think even if, you, if it was one instead of three first-round picks or two first-round picks, that completely changes the outlook of that deal if we kept the pick that became Franz Wagner. We kept this year's draft pick, which is number 11, if I'm not mistaken. It completely changes the complexity of that deal. But ultimately, as like Bulls fans, we got to realize that the roster that AK built, we never got to see fully form, for, formalized. And even then, without it being fully formalized, we were number one in the Eastern Conference. Now, albeit, we wouldn't have maintained that. I still think we would have been a top five team in the Eastern Conference. But I think people so often forget that we that we never got to see Lonzo and, and Pat together outside the first two games. And then on top of that, we got 30, what, 33, 35 games out of, out of Lonzo Ball. And to be so coveted over DeMar DeRozan, who is a 34-year-old player, like, that, this is what I mean. Like, Bulls fans, you got to calm down. You got to chill, right? And, yes, the place that this team is now is not where we want to be, and we deserve much better. But be realistic in evaluating why we are where we are. A big part of that is Lonzo Ball and the injury that Lonzo Ball suffered and sustained. It's a huge part of that. If Lonzo Ball does not go down with that injury and does not come back, if he, if he comes back sooner and actually, you know, just had the normal, it's a meniscus thing, you're back in six to eight weeks, we're rocking and rolling, we'll be looking at this team completely differently. And we've had to use our assets, so many of them that we would have had to maybe go after different positions to just try to shore up the point guard because who was supposed to be our starting point guard has not been able to take the court, right? That's kind of my thoughts on it. You guys can let me know what you think down below. Thank you for leaving that voicemail, Oscar. But that is it for today's episode. Make sure you're following the show at BullCentralPod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.